Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Design Driven Life, where we hope to inspire you to shift your mindset and create the world that you want to live in. For certified coach Lori Lewis, menopause delivered brain fog, pain, memory loss, and the sudden gain of 50 pounds of stubborn hormonal fat. She tried everything she knew to feel better, and the methods that had worked in the past made no difference. After four years of the struggle, she stumbled upon intermittent fasting, which turned to the course of her life. She started that very same day, and in less than a week, the menopausal fog lifted and she felt more like herself. Lori restored her health slender weight, and at 58 years old, has turned her personal success into a thriving intermittent fasting coaching business. Now recognized as the go-to intermittent fasting coach, Lori has changed thousands of lives around the world through group programs and one-on-one personal coaching sessions. Lori's desire to share her healing process led her to write an intermittent fasting workbook, Celebrating Your Vibrant Future, Intermittent Fasting for Women 44 to Forever, is the gift of hope, inspiration, and encouragement that every woman needs. Hi, I'm Wendy Yates, and today on The Design Driven Life, I get to speak with Lori Lewis. Lori, thank you so much for being here. It is great to be with you, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to just jump right in and learn a little bit about your background, who you are, where you're from, and what you're up to. Wow. Okay, who I am (laughs) is now in this phase of life, I'm 58 years old, and I'm a new business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. And it started uh, unexpectedly out of my own health crisis, my own health challenge, and my business is called Fast Forward, Fast Forward Wellness. And I grew up in Colorado. I lived on the East Coast in Boston and New York for over 30 years. I I thought I would be a New Yorker forever. Lived there just about 25 years. And um, out of the blue, I just up and moved a few years ago to Portland, Oregon. So now I've hit both coasts and the middle and I'm very happy here in very chill Portland. And um, I hit a real challenging time in my life when I went through perimenopause and menopause. And suddenly at age 49, which is early, a lot of people don't know it, it, but 49 for menopause, the average is about 52. Um, When I went into menopause, I suddenly gained 50 pounds. And as with most people, we do figure out in life, like how to, you know, if we gain a few pounds, how to lose it. And everybody thinks you just eat less and hit the gym more and miraculously falls off. And that isn't actually true. (laughs) And so nothing I tried worked until one night I was home in Colorado in the mountains visiting my mom. And she actually said to me, let's use this time that you're home to turn the weight around. And that was really hard for my daughter ears to hear because I'd been trying really hard for four and a half years. And I had just reached this point where I felt like I might have to buy into the idea that, wow, maybe it is all downhill from here. Maybe it does just get harder and heavier and foggier. And whoa, I'm an optimist. I don't want to I don't want to buy into that. But I was just just like at the bottom. And um, so she listened beautifully. My mom was ama- an amazing listener. And uh, she said, let's pray for an answer because it just didn't seem like there was, we just, I didn't know what to do. And that night, see, I had enough 
enough glimmer of hope remaining that I still Googled something, right? Like I probably Googled, you know, stubborn menopausal, stubborn fat, well, you know, older woman, help me. <laughs> and up popped these words, intermittent fasting that I'd never heard before. And so I went downstairs in the morning after staying up late, reading and understanding a little bit of what it is, like eating in an eating window and putting your body into a state of repair for many hours of the 24-hour day period. And um, I explained it to her and she said, that sounds great. You can do that. How may I support you? And fast forward till now, one of the amazing things that I've learned, not only did I restore my health and my weight and all health markers, and I'm not on any medication and all of it, but I learned that having a fasting regimen improves everything every area of your life. I just thought it would take the weight off. And it's like, no, if you care about your fitness, it makes your stamina and your strength better. If you care about your meditation and your prayer, it makes your focus better. If you care about your work performance or your relationships and your communication and your like all the things that we care about in life that are important to us, pausing from eating actually makes it better, which is completely the opposite of what people would think. So I hope I answered your question. Who am I? Where am I from? What am I, what am I up to? Yeah, it was more of a three-part question, wasn't it? Sorry to do that to you. I love it. I'm, I'm trying try to keep it on track. I'm kind of a tangent girl. I hope I circle same, home. Same. I am too. I can go down a rabbit hole in a hot second. Always um, try and bring it back home though. You did great. You did great. Thank you for sharing that story. Do you think that you would have because I, I I know in some of your preview questions you kind of talked about brain I mean you talked about brain fog memory loss and physical pain and depression not just weight you right. know and kind of like that thinking of well this is just it this is just life and um do you think that if you your mom hadn't said something to you that that you would have found another way you know another route or or there would have been a different wake up you know moment for you or what do you think that would have looked like thank you for that question I'm really that's that's getting me thinking um. I felt like I had tried everything. I see. And so the idea of, you know, it didn't sound like a diet to me. Oh, here's the other thing. I'm like the healthiest eater anyone knows. Like over 20 years ago, I got very interested in nutrition and I've never subscribed to this idea that there's one best way to eat. Like every human right. being should eat the same way. Like I've never, that just doesn't make sense to me. And so I've always believed that each individual needs to figure out for themselves what foods are best for them and which foods are detrimental. And so that was another aspect of my journey was people were like, you're the healthiest person we know. How could you gain 50 pounds? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and so it just made sense to me physiologically. Now, so I tried it and it worked. Here's the thing that worked. I felt better in three days. So I hadn't lost a pound. Well, I didn't know actually. I don't think I did. I didn't have a scale at my mom's house. And so having my attention on feeling better as opposed to my attention on this scoreboard called whatever number on the the, the scale says it determines my happiness or success. Um, that's not true, but that's really hard for people to not right. give all the power to the scale. And so it did work for me, but I truly, I don't know where else. I don't know what else I would have done. Maybe. Okay. So there's one thing I didn't do that I was kind of holding out and I didn't go on hormone replacement therapy and I didn't go on bioidentical hormones. I had all the tests done. I, you know, had my thyroid tested. I mean, like I had head to toe everything tested and my estrogen and progesterone and testosterone were out of balance. But somehow, I don't know what it was, something. And I don't disparage people who go on those treatments. I just somehow like something's going to get me in balance. 
something is. I don't know. And it did. So Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's so much more to the body than, you know, like you said, just a strict, this, this formula works for everybody. And I think one of the things that people get discouraged about is there is so much like and there's not I don't think a lot of different well I guess that's wrong there's a lot of different information but how do you know which information w- work for you Wendy and- I I got an email yesterday morning that said three of the most dangerous foods to eat I'm like oh what's it gonna be Doritos and Diet Coke and you know I mean like I, I don't know so I opened it really fast I'm like what is it this nonsense said the three most dangerous foods that you should never eat beans mint and nuts I'm like, oh my this, gosh. these people are feeding us with absolute nonsense. Now, maybe are there some human beings on earth who could maybe discover for themselves that their bot, their system, you know, beans don't agree with mm-hmm. them or nuts make them achy or mint makes them gassy. I don't know, but not everyone. <laughs> So I'm I'm in the camp with you that we need to discover what works for us in in an individual way. And my theory now from my own experience and my practice of coaching thousands of people is that fasting creates the environment for that discernment and discovery Mm. to arise. It creates a quiet where you can then hear your body going, oh, I never noticed before that when I eat whatever, fill in the blanks, I get really puffy and achy. Hmm. And it's fasting that allows for that opportunity to see it and feel it. Yeah, I think fasting is such a fascinating multi-level topic just in itself. I think the message is you can try what you think is everything, but there's going to be something if you just don't give up, right? Something that will work for you. And I think with fasting, I'd love to hear a little bit um, about, you know, when you learned about this, your journey of maybe a couple of things that, you know, what was the, the cycle like of you learning and using it for yourself to then getting educated enough to now be coaching other people? Well, I really wanted to understand how it works. Now, I'm not someone who wants to understand how everything works, like cars and electricity. And I don't know, there's something, you know, Wall Street, I don't know. There's some things that we're just interested in and other things that we're not. And I found for myself that I was very interested in understanding what's happening in the body and how it works and why we've been given opposite advice for all these years that clearly doesn't work because we've dieted our way into obesity. We've dieted our way into type 2 diabetes, so, which is a global epidemic. So it's clearly not working. So I really wanted to understand what is actually working here. And then I used my meal time to do other things and I used that time for learning. And um, then I was uh, I just digging into the research and I really strongly believe that everybody, everybody's body is designed to pause from eating. People will say, oh, well, intermittent fasting is not for everyone. It's like, wait, wait a second. Maybe the exact same schedule isn't right for every unique person, but think of our ancestors. Let's just go back down memory lane. It's like our ancestors did not have food all the time. There was food and then there was no food and there was food and there was no food. And even in times of a little more abundance, food was in limited quantities and we would sit and eat a meal and there was no more food. And then we would wait till the next minute. I say we like, you know, our people, yeah. <laughs> people who came before us. Mm-hmm. And uh, even up until like I was born in the early 60s and basically grew up in the 70s. And it was in the late 70s and early 80s that I then called a snack generation that 
suddenly we were told we're supposed to be eating all the time. And there were all these ads for all this fun packaging and crackle and crunch. And the food's been designed to keep us addicted. And here we are. So I believe that every person, whether you take the 24-hour day, you take the 24-hour day and chop it in two. You've got your fasting hours and your eating hours. And I call it the eating window. And whether you fast for 12 hours, like you stop eating tonight, drink water, go to sleep, Sleep is part of the fasting time. Wake up tomorrow, drink plain water, have a black coffee, and open your eating window 12 hours after you stopped eating today. You just you just fasted for 12 hours. And that's, an, um, that's amazing. It's been proven to increase our lifespan, to increase longevity. So for me, my goal was fat loss and balancing out my hormones. And so I started with 16-8. I've never really liked breakfast very much. So I just fasted right through the morning and drank plain water and a cup of black coffee. And then I ate and I was eating two meals, maybe a snack in eight hours. And I just felt like for me that I wasn't that hungry, like eight hours after a few weeks seemed like a long time. So I just kept shrinking it. And I promised my mom that if I felt awful or I started being cranky or mean or (laughs) impatient or something that we would reconsider. (laughs) But everyone says, wait a minute, this fasting is way easier. I thought it was going to be scary and hard. And there are moments that you have a hunger wave, but everybody says that is way easier than I thought it was going to be. And now then then the problem for people becomes, what am I supposed to eat? And how much am I supposed to eat? And then we figure that out together. Yeah, I love it. I love it. My husband was a big advocate. He did intermittent fasting. I don't know what system he used, but for a while, and he, you know, swore by it when he was doing it. He's since fallen on the lazy train, but, um, or whatever you want to call it. But, um, so he, he definitely has, you know, you know, he kept trying to talk me into it. So, um, with that, I want to kind of segue into the coaching side of things and how you build that up and how, you know, with your newfound, you know, happiness and clarity and weight loss and just all the health benefits that you came and then wanted to share to help other people do. How did you, from the entrepreneurial side, take your story and get it out there so that you could start helping all these other people? Well, people definitely resonate with my story. There are plenty of women out there who are like, you know, I was lean and fit and felt great in my 40s and then boom, <laughs> you know, what happened? What happened to my waist? What happened? You know, what? And uh, it, and everyone has pretty much has the same story. They're like, nothing I do gets it to bud. Like, what is going on here? But then there are people who don't share my story at all. There's someone who was put in Weight Watchers when they were eight and constantly berated and always carrying around excess fat and, and high and eating or or going through a traumatic event and using food and sugar and, and treat at, for comfort and like everybody's story is unique and everyone who has a spark of curiosity about intermittent fasting um, kind of comes to it for the same reason like maybe this will help me and so I was at a wedding and a bunch of people like cornered me and because I it was right about the time that I kind of hit my goal weight which is totally arbitrary but it was like my goal weight but also there were clothes that I used to fit into that I still liked that I wanted to wear again right so it was my goal size my goal weight so I went to this wedding and a whole bunch of people cornered me and they were like you have to teach us how so I'm like okay here's what you do you know I'll give these very simple instructions like I just said here decide what time you're going to stop eating drink water and 
and black coffee. Go to sleep. Drink water and black coffee again. Eat. Open your eating window and eat. And they're like, it's not that simple. <laughs> so, my, so they uh, convinced me to start a class. And I said, well, we're, this was October. I said, we're not waiting till January. Then we're starting now. And they're like, during the holidays? I'm like, yeah. What, what, what more excitement and motivation could happen than learn to eat in an eating window, go to the parties, drink the things, eat the things enjoy your holidays and don't have to go on a diet in January. And they're like, Ooh, that's enticing. (laughs) And so that's how it started. I started on zoom. I was a zoom pioneer. Like I had to teach everybody in the beginning, how to use it. People were afraid to know how to unmute themselves and were afraid to talk. And now it's not like that anymore. Thank goodness. Uh, It took a pandemic to get people to know how to use zoom. So now I, I have people in my class. I have a client in a Estonia and Eritrea and Ghana and New Zealand and Tokyo and like everywhere. How do they find you? How do all these people find you? They find me through friends. They Mm. find me through um, their different Facebook groups um, Mm. for intermittent fasting. And if sometimes I'll give someone a good tip, I never promote myself. I'm just like, hey, try this. And then they click on me and see that I'm an intermittent fasting coach and write me, you know, DM me and say, will you help me? I'm like, of course. (laughs) And uh, go to my website you know, what resonates with you and I'll either lead you in a group or coach you one-on-one. And, uh, it's, yes. So the one-on-one started shortly thereafter, you know, after that first class. And then I started just overlapping. So now I'm, I'm ending today, actually my 19th series. Sometimes they're eight weeks, sometimes they're four weeks. And, um, the next one's going to come up, you know, in a few months. And, uh, but the one-on-one is really special. I like the combo. Some people love to lead classes and they feel like a teacher, a facilitator of groups. I love that. And I loved writing the curriculum. Other people prefer the one-on-one intimate and don't want to lead a class. And I love both. And so it works well for people, super busy people, people who don't really want to participate in a group and people who want the extra customization and the real high touch feeling like I'm listening to them personally and intimately. So it's both. It's I love every minute of it. I look at my calendar every day and I'm like, oh, I get to talk to these people. Today, it's so exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. That's a great feeling to be, you know, waking up every day and just so, you know what I mean, have so much joy around what you have planned for the day. I I love that. And I think um, it's so important to people, for people to have a purpose and have that joy mindset so that every day they can really look forward to the work that they're doing and um, helping other people is just really um, the basis of really having a great foundational life, whatever that looks like. So um, one of the things that we talk about a lot on the design driven life is your mindset. And I think that um, we always like to share a little bit about what mindset our guests are focused on right now or the one that kind of drives their their life and their entrepreneur journey or you know so what would you like to share about the mindset that you're focused on right now mindset is everything if you set or we I speak for myself right if I set goals like a target of either a certain amount of pounds or a certain amount of you know money or if I set a, t- a certain number of clients if I set the target and don't set my intention like how I want to feel what am I actually creating what do I care about who am I the matter like how do I want to rest my head on the pillow tonight feeling what when I accomplish that goal how am I going to feel and how am I going to celebrate and if I get to that date and haven't accomplished that goal what am I still going to feel proud and exhilarated and joyful and like I'm contributing and connected to people and how am I going to celebrate so for me the 
mindset is all around the values of, well, curiosity to me is everything. So I've got to stay curious and generate curiosity. And if I don't feel any curiosity, I need to question, like, why do, why do I, why am I pretending that I'm interested in going down this path if I, you know, that sounds like forced and torture, actually. So, um, curiosity and, you know, what is it that I know about myself that will keep me going? Cause inspiration and motivation are short lived. People think, well, I'm not inspired. Who cares? You were when you created the goal. So represent yourself to that inspiration and, you know, light a fire and go unless it's really, really not in your best interest to continue on that path. But so it, it, it's consistency, curiosity, celebration, staying in communication, being in an uplifting community, only sharing your dreams with supportive people. You know, what if my mom had not said, how may I support you? What if she said, that sounds dangerous. And, you know, I would have, and I don't think you'll, you know, I don't think you can do it. Would I have even tried? I don't know. So I, I think being around uplifting people, even, even if they're not up to the doing the same things you're doing, we want to share with people who are like, yay, you. Right. Yeah. So important. So important. I love all of that. So many great nuggets in that answer. Thank you for sharing. So it, it seems like in when I was looking at your, your different coaching options, your one on one, you have, it feels like this, even though you said this is only four years old, this company? Two and a half. Two and a half years old. It feels like you've been doing this forever. So mm. what were you doing before? And did this come naturally once you're like, yes, this is it. This is changing my life. Other people are asking me to show them how to do it. You know, the way of teaching, is that is that something that came naturally? Or what was the biggest challenge you were overcoming? And, and you know, in, in moving forward, I mean, if people were just coming to you and saying, hey, teach me, teach me, you know, it kind of sounds like this was just like something that you've always just been waiting for for what's possible and you know what I mean? And, and it just happened overnight. Wow. Thank you so much for that observation and sharing in that way with me and sharing your impression. Thank you. I, um, I've i always been in retail ever since I was a kid. Like I was grew up in Evergreen, Colorado, which was up in the mountains, but not so far in the boonies, you know, and, uh, but it was a little mountain town. And so there were lots of little shops and I actually worked in the mall. Like I would, I would work in the bookstore and the shoe store and the women's dress store. And I really like to, the, the multifaceted nature of retail, making displays, customer service, um, unpacking shipments, doing, you know, all, all of it. I loved it. And then I went to college <laughs> and, and, uh, I didn't know what to do with my liberal arts degree. <laughs> And so I um I got a job with Laura Ashley back in the day and when she was still alive and everything about it was so magical and beautiful and the shops were lovely and I love teaching. I love discovering what people need, what people want. I love enhancing their experience. So all and you know, and then I worked for Tiffany and Cartier and Ralph Lauren and Patagonia and then I was the um head of branch branding for JP Morgan Chase. So mm. still it's around this idea of creating yeah. environments where yeah. people get nourished and people get surprised, but they also get what they came for and more. And so, and then that coupled with my personal interest in nutrition, I never expected to use it, but many, many, many years ago in New York, I got, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition for a year mm-hmm. to study all the different ways of eating and how the body responds to different foods and how to and I really never thought I would be a health coach, but there I've got this certification in integrative health coach. And, uh, wow. So now with a, of 
course, specialization in intermittent fasting. And it happened completely unexpectedly. And it perfectly, like people say to me, you found your calling. I'm like, oh, that's an amazing thing to be able to say and experience and contribute to people. Yeah, I love it. I love what you talked about with your environment and creating an environment that's safe because I think, you know, it's more than just design, right? You know, for me, when I'm talking about, it's not just about the things that you put in, but it's your lifestyle. It's what you put in your body, what you put on your body, who you spend your time with. That's what you're designing. You know what I mean? And so I say, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you design. So I love, you know, that your mission around fast forward wellness is talking about designing your life, you know, with intermittent fasting and incorporating that into um, how you create your life. So is there, as we wrap up, this has been so amazing hearing about you. You're like, Super inspiring to join the coaching classes because I have struggled a little bit with that whole like weight loss, depression, and I'm in my early 40s. And for me, it came around, I want to say mid 30s. Um, I didn't have menopause or anything, but I started noticing a huge difference in my body. And I had a personal trainer, which I still do. I've, and I have like, you know, tried all these different nutrition programs. So, um, I, I think, um, you're super inspiring me and I hope you're inspiring uh, all our listeners out there to, um, wake up every day doing what they love, but also consider, um, intermittent fasting or I guess you're not are you calling it intermittent fasting I don't know what to call it the wrong thing that's what it's oh, technically well, called it's intermittent fasting is now the umbrella term the medical okay. terms are if you eat in an eating window each day if you eat each day the medical term is time restricted eating or mm. time restricted feeding if you're a rat <laughs> And then intermittent fasting actually is eating on alternate days, alternate day fasting. But now just in the modern lexicon, it's all all the same. You're pausing from eating and eating later. <laughs> That's intermittent. You're eating and fasting intermittently. Awesome. So what I was headed towards is I feel super inspired to learn more about intermittent fasting and learn more about what you're doing. And I just as we kind of close out our conversation, wonder what else, if there's anything else that you would like to share um, today with people out there listening. I would love to. I think that a lot of first of the first concerns that people have that it's hard and scary and they're like, is that safe? Yes. Okay. But once those concerns are handled, um, then the next thing is people are like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't want one, you know, one more thing to worry about or one more thing on my plate. And what actually happens is the reality is everything gets quiet and in focus and clear. Once you're fat adapted, that means your body is tapping into your own fat stores for fuel. And, you know, the, the first few days can be challenging, sometimes the first two weeks, but then everything gets easier. So you are more productive. You are more focused. And one of the things that people say within the first month, the biggest surprises is they're like, wow, there's this aspect of my life where I have control. I have a say in this crazy life that life is happening at us and to us that we get to say, oh, little hunger grumble. No problem. That's a, my body's amazing. It's alerting me. It's giving me an alert to don't forget to eat. You're like, I won't forget to eat. Just burn fat and I'm eating later. And it's just, it's a freedom and it's a quiet. It's not, it's the opposite of how people would imagine that it would be. So I invite people to and step in with the curiosity and give it a try and let me know how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure getting to know you. And I feel just very just 
full of joy and inspired just in this conversation. So thanks for imposing that on me, even through Zoom, um, your vibrancy. And um, I really can't wait to see and learn more about everything that you're doing now and all the lives you're going to change in the future. So thank you so much for your time. Wendy, thank you. Come and join me. I'd love to get to know you better. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely considering it. I'm on the site right now. So, um, Oh, my gosh. You multitasker. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I need to know more. I didn't dive in deeper deep enough earlier. <laughs> so anyway, thank thanks again. You. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you. I think the challenge for this episode um, is around mindset and the mindset of curiosity. Um, I think she put out there a couple of really great nuggets that being curious leads to great things. And so for this week's episode, um, I want to pose the challenge to think about what is it something that you've wondered about and how can you take your curiosity to the next level? Please share with us how you're being curious. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering, and you should, starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up. 